Beloved, you're about to listen to a message by Pastor Prince Laie. Pastor Prince Laie is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of rescue. fortified because the wall that surrounded Jericho is not the walls we built in Ghana that can collapse by water or by flood it is not that wall the bible says that the house the house of a woman who was an harlot called Rahab her house was built on one of the walls that should tell you the size of the wall the wall is a foundation to somebody's building Let's take it for instance, you are entering into this house and we are telling you that there is a wall and on top of the wall, Rescue World Chapel has built their church on top of the wall. That gives you an explanation or a picture of how gigantic and how broad the wall is. So for the wall to fall down is a great miracle. Because as a matter of fact, when such a wall falls down, it is still a wall. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. When such a wall, imagine this and that is the wall that protects this house. The Israelites had to go around this building to pray and pray and pray and to shout like God told them. And after they shouted, the Bible said, and the walls of Jericho fell. So this whole structure fell down so that they can have access into the house. That's what was, was that. That's why it was a miracle. If it is this small kind of walls you have been building, that, that one, a little earthquake can, can scatter it. A little shout can, can scatter it. But it was a wall that they used to do horse racing. When you study Bible history, those kind of broad walls, it was used for horse racing. So they, they can make tracks there and they put horses there and the animals have to race all around the town or all around the, the city. So that should tell you the size of the wall. So when the ten people went to sight the wall or when they saw the wall and they came back, they said, ah, this is not a wall we pray with even but we will break through with bomb. If we die, that might need several uh, tries or several times of explosion to bring down this kind of war. Because this war is actually a foundation of somebody's upper room or somebody's building. But Caleb saw the same thing. Caleb saw the same thing. And Caleb said, I don't care what you are saying. I don't care the size. I don't care what it takes to bring it down. He that is with us is more than he that is with them. And the Bible says, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and upon scorpions and upon all the walls of the enemy. And nothing, including a gigantic building, nothing can stop you. I prophesy over 16 people here that as you are living here with a spirit of possibility, nothing that is impossible to your family will be impossible for you everything that was impossible for your mother it will be possible for you that wedding that was impossible that marriage that was impossible that business that was impossible that academic destiny that was impossible for your own parents it will be possible for you you will break through every limit of your family you will break through every limit of your family if you are the one your amen will show if you are the one your amen will show announce to someone by I'm breaking through every limit Hallelujah. Clap your two ones together for the Lord. 
So he saw this same situation, impossible situations, and still he believed it was possible. He saw giant. He saw the Bible said that, and he saw the the sons of the Nephilims. Do you know the Nephilims? The Nephilims were the wicked or the bad angels who came down uh, around the generation of Noah, who came down and slept with women. And so their children were a mixture of divinity and humanity. Their children were gigantic and they had special abilities because they are not 100% human beings. They are spiritual and they are physical. So when you are fighting with such enemies, you should know that your chances of winning is very, very small. And you are going to attack such a nation. You are not warriors. You have no sword. It is your God that gave you favor and Pharaoh has released you. It is your God that opened the, the Red Sea and you have gone through. You have not fought a single battle and God says you are going to fight these people. It doesn't sound possible. It doesn't sound possible. It looks very, very impossible. But you see, Caleb had a positivity mentality. Say positivity. In other words, he was always thinking about the positive. He was not a negative thinker. Tell someone, don't be a negative thinker. Why are you always thinking that this relationship won't work? Why are you always thinking that this business, they will not choose you? They will call other people. You, you go for interview. The moment you saw people in their suit, you determine your fate. Why do you do that to yourself? Why are you a negative thinker? Why do you say that Because you, yours is a Ghana-made English. Hers is a U.S.-branded English. And you know that if we should all enter, look at how beautiful she is. Look at how I look. The guy would definitely choose her and not me. You know it. You are so sure in your heart. That's a negativity mentality. I pray that everything you would dare from today, you will look at it from a positive spectacle. I said you will look at it from a positive spectacle. It doesn't matter who you are against. It doesn't matter what is against you. In the Bible, concerning Elisha and Gehazi, when Gehazi went out and saw the armies of the Syria who had surrounded their house and had come to arrest his master Elisha for prophesying against Syria and for showing all their moves to Israel. And the Bible says that when he saw it, he ran to the master and told the master, come and see we are surrounded we are sur in fact today we are doomed you better do something and Elisha told him, he that is or they that are with us they are more than they that are against us, and the Bible said he prayed, and the eyes of Gehazi were open, and Gehazi saw angels of fire you are going to that interview from today with angels of fire. You are going to look for that job with angels of fire. You are going to meet your beloved with angels of fire. You are entering into your family with angels of fire. You are possessing your dreams with angels of fire. As you are stepping to the airport, as you are entering into the, into the embassy, you are going with angels of fire. They cannot deny you. They cannot deny you as you are writing the application as you are applying for the school as you are filling the forms they cannot deny you admission you are going with angels of fire shout angels of fire shout angels of fire some of you you have never been given contract before but you claim you are a contractor or you work by contract I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the next contract that is about to hit the well may angels bring it to you may your angels of fire appear for you May your angels of fire appear for you. In your dream, may angels fight for you. When you are asleep, may angels fight for you. When the devil rises up against you, may angels rise up for you. Shout your mightiest amen. 
Put your hands together for the Lord. So Caleb looked at them and Caleb remembered the God of Abraham. Caleb remembered the God of Isaac. Caleb remembered the God of Jacob. And he knew that they that are with us, the host of angels that are with us, they are stronger than the Nephilims. They are stronger than the Amalekites. They are stronger than the people we are contesting against. Listen, you are the strongest of all the oppositions that you have. You are stronger than anybody fighting you. Not by your might, not by your power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. They look more attractive than you. They sound more eloquent than you. They have more qualifications than you. They are more preferred than you. Better doors are opening for them. Your skin color disqualifies you. Your language disqualifies you. Maybe you're a guy. You understand? It disqualifies you. People don't like the people in your tribe. But there is something on the inside of you. It is called the Holy Ghost. There is something that is fighting for you. It is called the anointing. Angels are going to work for you. Self, my angels are working. Clap your hands and take back your seat. Caleb was a very optimistic person. When we say optimistic, people who see possibility out of nothing, they see possibility. A lot of you, when you just hear something, or you, you think about the negative. Someone comes to propose to you, the first thing that comes into your mind is, hey, what if he breaks my heart? Negative mentality negative mentality. Some of you, you receive a call. Come and receive an application. Come and receive an appointment letter. When you wake up, your, your heart is panting because you remember that you are from you are some corner in Ghana and the juju over there, you remember what they did to your father and you remember what they did to your mother. And you are saying that yes, I'm going to I can be disappointed. Oh, then you start looking for the number of your pastor. You are not looking for a pastor because of faith. It's because of fear. You are not calling for prayer because of faith. Because of fear. Because we're a negative thing you think they will disappoint you. You think it will not work. Some of you, by the time you even see the person, the person proposes to you and the person says, in fact, we have set the date. You are still not satisfied because you are thinking something bad will happen. Any Christian that has a negative mentality most at times what you think will happen for you. Yes. Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23, turn to that place. In Proverbs Chapter 23, the verse number 7. He said, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, thinking or the state of your mind is a supernatural magnet that attracts issues and attracts challenges and attracts things into your life. What you think is what will attract things into your life. If you think negative, it will attract negative into your life. If you think positive, it will attract positive. Your life, all things being equal, all things being equal, your life gravitates towards the place of your thoughts. All things being equal. In other words, having done all things right, your life will amount to as you think. That's why God told Abraham, as far as you can think, as far as you can see, as far as you can imagine, I, the Lord, will give to you. That means that if you can only imagine a container, that's what I'll give to you. If you can imagine a town, that's what I'll give to you. If you can imagine a city, that's... If you, you want to be a village champion, that's what I'll make you. If you want to be a local champion, that's what I'll make you. But if your vision, if the work you are doing, you want to be known globally, you want to be known on the international market, that when they are looking for, for great developers, when they are looking for great contractors, when they are looking for, for, for special men, bank managers, all over the world to employ by the UN... 
may your name be mentioned. May you be an international champion. When they are looking for a mechanic who is more than a local champion, may your name be mentioned. When they are looking for a fashion designer who is not a local fashion designer, may your name be mentioned. May you begin to think global and God will bring you to the global world. Shout an amen. amen. Say positivity. From today, you must begin to think optimism. Think positivity. Think it is possible. Bible says with man, it is not possible. That's why I didn't say it's, it's, it's right. Your mind. Because you, your qualification, no, no, they count. You, your language, come. You, your face is somehow. But listen to me. What is going to happen to you? It is going to be attracted by how you think. If from today you can think well, then you can receive well. I remember just about last two weeks when my wife was called by Kolibu to come for her appointment letter. Immediately, some of us started thinking. And I realized that no, we were almost starting to think that hey, the way her stomach has become now. When she gets there, they will say, hey, you, your stomach was like, oh, were we blind before we employed you? So we started praying. As we were praying, then the Lord told me that start thinking positive. Stop thinking negative. Start thinking positive. That rather her stomach will make her get more fever. So I decided to now wire my mind and start thinking that it is an advantage that she's pregnant. Because as she's going, People will favor her because of her long stomach. And I told her, listen to me. Don't be afraid. As you are going, people will favor you because of your stomach. Lo and behold, <laughs> when we got there, we met several long queues. We wouldn't have been able to finish the process in one day. Everyone who saw us who could have disqualified us, they never saw her stomach, never spoke about her stomach. The one who saw her stomach and started speaking about her stomach rather made her jump the long queue and was the first person to be helped. Oh, am I talking to somebody? I say that thing that has made people rejected you. Somebody say your leg is a K leg. So because of that, they don't like you. Somebody will fall in love with your K leg. Some are saying that you are too short. They don't like short people. I am telling you something that after tonight, the encounter you are going to have with the word of God, people will choose you because you are short. People will say, I'm just in love with your height. I'm just in love with your face. I'm just in love with your color. I'm just in love with your, with your style. Are you hearing me, somebody? I said, are you hearing me, somebody? Listen, people went to good schools. They may not get the opportunity to be admitted in those good universities. But because of the bad school you went to, because of the small school you went to, because of the small grade you got, they will bypass all the pre-seconds. They will bypass all those from academies. They will bypass all the St. Mary's. And they will come to your small school. And they will give you a scholarship. Because of the place you went. What could have disqualified you? It will rather qualify you. Self positivity. If you don't understand what I'm saying, you know. <laughs> you understand, but listen, today I came to make you have an encounter with the word of prophecy. And that's what I'm doing. So if you open yours and you start thinking positive that this thing is to work, I don't care the principles that, that negate my chances. Once you can think it, you can hold it. Once you can think it, you can see it. Because your thoughts are magnetic forces. They attract either good or bad, depends on what you think. They, they, they can come. They can happen. If you think you will fail, you will fail. I will not have to be a prophet to tell you that you will fail. Because your thoughts, hallelujah. Oh, amen. Say, spirit of positivity. May the Lord make all things well for your life. Look at Caleb. 
even when, you see, after this time, when he took this stand for God, among all the adults of his age who left Egypt, it was only two out of the thousands. It was only Caleb and Joshua who had the spirit of positivity. They were the only two people who entered into Canaan. And by the time they entered and, and stayed in Canaan, he had grown up. It had taken about 45 years. And now, look at what he's saying here. So now, he has grown from 40 years to 45 years to 85 years. That is the difference of 45. And look at what this same man is speaking. Joshua 14 verse 10. <laughs> it will shock you. You will understand that this is the reason why he became great. This is the reason why he and Joshua became mighty. Because they had a difference with the spirit of positivity. Look, now he's 85 old. And you can imagine your 85 years old father. How strong he can be. When he was 40 years, he could fight. He could do something for the Lord. Now he's an old man with gray hair. But still look at the spirit. You see, when you have the spirit, you have it. When you have the character, you have it. Irrespective of your age, you still can manifest that spirit. Look at him speaking over here. He said, and as you see, let's all read one go. As you see, the Lord has kept me alive. So he's now talking to his brother, Joshua. Now Joshua was the one who became the leader and he was assisting Joshua. And he's now speaking to Joshua. Look at him. He said, now, as you see, the Lord has kept me alive these 45 years as he promised. I pray that every promise of God for your academic destiny, every promise of God for your business, for your life, for your marital destiny, every promise of God, no matter how long it takes, may the Lord fulfill it. The Lord will fulfill it. See, he said after 45 years, as the Lord promised, that means if 45 years is not a limitation, God can still do it. How many years has it taken since God promised you greatness? Since God promised you marriage? Since God promised you traveling door? Since God promised you, how long has it been since you started searching for a job? Since you started looking for customers? Since God promised you that your business was going to shake the whole and you are going to do well? How long? Don't give up. Tell someone, don't give up. Tell someone, don't give up. He said, 45 years as he promised. Let's continue. One go. Since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was journeying in the wilderness. Here I am today, 85 years old. Since the Lord spoke to who? Moses. Since the Lord spoke to who? Moses. That means that you may not have the ability to hear directly from the Lord. But what your man of God tells you is able to happen in your life. You may not have the ability to decode what, what heaven is speaking. You may not understand the signals of heaven. You may not understand the communication lines of heaven. But if you have a prophet, if you have a man of God who is tuned in connection to heaven, whatever he tells you is the mind of God. So as I'm standing before you as a prophet, what I'm saying, in the next 80 years it will, it, it, it will show forth. It will start showing forth. In the next 20 years you will see it. In the next one week you will see it. In the next two weeks you see, shout your loudest amen. amen. Tell someone, believe in your man of God. Tell someone, believe in Pastor Prince. If you can believe it, it will happen. You can believe because whatever you do not respect, you cannot expect. Whatever you do not respect cannot be expected. You can't expect it. It cannot happen to you. You cannot receive it. Let's finish. It says, here now, I am what? 85 years. Continue quickly. I am still as strong. <laughs> Look at an old man. Say an old man. You are a young man. You are, you are, you are giving up on God. Uh, his promise has taken 85 years and still 
He's still talking about it. He still believes God will do it. You have given up. You have stopped giving offering. You have stopped praying. Now we have to change this coming because it feels like your your three months are chetodo. Your two years are chetodo. You don't know. You don't know what you are doing to yourself. It took someone 45 years and still he was still speaking faith. He was still speaking possibility. That's why he has the spirit called the spirit of Caleb. The spirit of positivity. He said, I am still, I want you to, to read with me one go. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. <laughs> can, can you talk like that? Can you look at the faces of all the people who look more qualified than you and look at them and say that I am able to beat all these people. I'm able to defeat all these people in the interview. I'm able to defeat all these companies. I'm able to bypass all these students. I'm able to beat everyone. Can you look at them? Some of them, you meet them and they are white. An African man, when he sees a white, he has seen God. That was in the olden days. They said, when you are going to church and you meet a white man, go home. Do, do you know why? Because God has descended. You've seen Jesus. Yeah, that was your, your forefathers. That's one of their problems. Because of small Obreni Wewu, they brought them. Small foes. They think white are from heaven. So some of you, when you go for an interview and you see a, a white person there, or you are, maybe you have a company, you are going to bid for a contract, and you get there and you hear companies that belong to white men, you are finished. You say, oh, this one, they will get it. Okay. They, and you start arguing even for them. You start giving reasons. You start saying, you see, God, they have the machinery, they have the money, they have the wealth, they even have the capital, so they have more whatever that efficiency. You have become their lawyer. <laughs> He says, I am still as strong as I was. That's what the Bible says. As the years go by, that's how your strength will be. The Bible didn't say, as you are going, you should grow weak. As you are going, you should grow stronger. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said, in their old age, they will be fresh and flourishing. The Bible said, for he will renew our strength like the young man, like the eagle, like the young man. Amen. I am still as strong as I was in the day Moses sent me. My strength for battle and for daily tasks is now as it was then. My strength for battle. My appetite to try something good with my life. Come on, my dear. Dream big, oh. Dream big. Don't let the devil tell you that because of your past, you cannot have this nice person. And you cannot have this nice business. Because you made some mistakes. It, it is not the theory of God. It is, it is never the theory of God. That God cannot anoint you today because of your sin yesterday. It is never the theory of God. When God clears it, he has cleared it. Unless he doesn't clear it. But when he clears it, you are still qualified. Because it is not about you. It is about divine purpose. It's not about you. It's about divine dealings. It's not about you. So if God is about to bless you, he will bless you as though you have never seen before. So stop consulting your past. Stop consulting your past. Stop asking questions from your past. Stop looking at the bad you did in your past to believe God for something in your present. Believe God as though you were virgin. Believe God as though you have never stolen before. Believe God as though you have never sinned against anyone before. Believe God as though you were a very good student. Look for the job as though you were a first class person. What are you talking about? have the mind of, of, of a negative person. Look at him. He said that I'm still ready for battle. Say I'm ready for battle. Say I'm ready for battle. My strength for battle for daily tax is now as it was. Even then. Next. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me on that day. Because you heard that the anarchy are there as well as the large fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me. And I'll try to say give me even today, give me. This is a guy who believes. Even in his old age, he was so positive. My duty this evening is to change your mind. 
change your mind to start believing in yourself. Start believing that something good can happen out of your life. Start believing that you too, you deserve to go to the top. The top is not for, uh, for, for just some people. It is for you. You must believe and you can get there. Clap your hands together for Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? So do not be pessimistic. This is what the pessimistic asks. They always ask, what if it doesn't work? Someone who believes in negative things, the question they always ask is, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? When you give them a check, the first thing that comes into that, what if it bounces? If you propose to them, the first thing that comes, what if it breaks my heart? Everything, when they hear about an opportunity, hey, uh, some, some job or opportunity, the first thing is, what if they will not take me? The only thing that comes into their mind is negative. What if it doesn't work? It is not a positive mentality. A positive mentality doesn't ask what if it doesn't work. A positive mentality will ask what if it works. Everybody say what if it works. Say what if it works. So this, this church that I'm doing, what if it works? How will I become in the future? Instead of asking myself that hey, I'm supposed to go and work with my university blah, 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 and I have left it. I'm supposed to, to take opportunities, travel, go somewhere. I had opportunities to go to Canada to study doctorate. And I, I left it and I came here to start ministry. I came here. I stopped all the opportunities. Companies that I had to work with. My own adopted parents. Companies were ready for me to manage one. And I left it. And everybody was saying, you are lazy. You are a fool. You are joking with your life. Around that time, in the year 2013, 2014, I had to make a decision. But you see, if I was not an optimistic person, by then none of you was around. None of you. None of you. I just come back and I'd made a sacrifice to forgo traveling doors and forgo other things and I'd come back. I didn't know any of you. So I could have asked myself, what if this church doesn't work? What if this fellowship doesn't work? What if this thing I say God has called me doesn't work? It means that I'll be a very, very foolish person. It means that I'll struggle. My children will struggle. It means because I have, I've thrown everything away and I'm focusing. I said God has called me. And I've, I've, thrown, and I've disappointed all those who were ready to help me. So now I can't go back to them anymore. Why? So what if it doesn't work? You see, if I had asked that question, I wouldn't have started. I wouldn't have started. And you wouldn't have been here today. And some of you that have been blessed by my ministry, you wouldn't have been where you are. Your spiritual life wouldn't have been where you are. Your spiritual life, everything about you, that today you look so great and so nice and so powerful and so anointed, you wouldn't have been here. You might have been doing something somewhere that is destroying your life. You, but you see, I had to be an optimistic person to think that it will work. To think that it will work. To think that it will work. That God will help me. That as I'm going to start, God is going to raise, God is going to bring you here. God is going to bring that person here. God is going to gather us. God is going to give me a place. What if I don't get any place to do church? What if I don't get money? What if I don't get this? What if I don't get that? But I have to think positive. That what if it works? And I started thinking, what if it works? 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 And that is why we are here today that we are here. So I want you to start thinking about that business. What if it works? Start thinking about that ministry. What if it works? You are going to learn something and people are telling you that, hey, blah, 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 blah. But ask yourself, what if it works? If it works, it means that you are going to land a lot of money. If it works, it means that you are going to be great. This nice person that have come to you that is asking you or wants to marry you, that, listen, every 
everybody says that Charlie is not your class. Oh, forget. What if it's worse? What if it's worse? That tells you how great you are going to become very soon. What if it's worse? You should be thinking about what if it works. What if it works? What if it works? Stop thinking. What if it doesn't work? You are going to write an examination, and then you are you are thinking, hey, I'm going to use thousand cities to buy these forms. What if they don't admit me? I've wasted thousand cities of savings. Why don't you ask that these exams I'm going to write? What if I pass and they admit me? That means that I've broken the record of school dropouts in my family. What if it works? What if it works? What if it works? This is American fan. You may say, Once you ask that question, you will never invest. You will never start a business. You will never do anything great. God is speaking to you. Go into this business. Go into this business. Go into this thing. Go and do this thing. You keep asking yourself, What if it doesn't work? It's the devil that has tuned your mind that way. But I came to retune your mind, to fine tune it to a greater way of thinking. That what if this business works? As I'm putting my money into it, what if it, it means that I'll be the sole distributor of this and that and that in Ghana? It mean that I will start traveling in and out of Dubai to ship things and in and out. What if it works? What if it works? What if that plan in your head works? Everyone close your eyes and think about that plan in your head. Think about that thing that, is, that you are thinking about and ask yourself what if it works? If you can think what if it works? If you can start thinking what if it works? Certain things will start changing for you. Clap your two hands together for the Lord. Come on, do it better. Oh, do it better. Do it better. Do it better. Are you celebrating the Lord? Give the Lord a shout. Yeah, take back your seat quickly. That was the secret of David. Everybody saw first Samuel chapter 17. They saw the same Goliath. Or did they see a different Goliath? Oh, hello, talk to me. Did they see a different Goliath? They saw the same problem. They saw the same economy. They said, The same problem. When we were going to the classroom to start the church, people told us, in fact, the headmaster of, the of that place even called me. It's like, It's like that. When the headmaster, the, when the owner of the land comes back after taking your money to tell you that you are really forcing, but you made a mistake by coming here, that should make you know that hey, you are in trouble. They didn't tell you when you were coming though. But after you settled, that they now called you to now make you know how uh, sorry for they feel for you. <laughs> because it's like, the way you're a young man and you're trying to do something with your life, you shouldn't have come to their land. Because as for this place, everything dies. And they told me a church that was there, that we came to be. That church has been there for 25 years in the classroom. 25 years. And we came there, we had, we had come to meet them. And it's like indirectly trying to tell you that this is your future. <laughs> indirectly, that's why he's trying to tell you. That you see, you see that shit? 25 years. See, this is your future. But after he spoke to me about that thing, I didn't last there one year. I'm out of the place. <laughs> Amen. Say so positivity. I told myself that hey, they are saying that in before Guskunu, in before hey, nothing grows there, anything that comes there. But me, I will succeed here. That was my mindset. I knew I would succeed here. If that Goliath is devil enough, let him stop me. It is devil enough. And I went there with just a handful of people and I, I overfilled the place. In fact, we became like the popular church in that compound. Uh, people know about us in the area. Just within two years, just within two years, we were very popular. In fact, after, after we left there, when people in the area see some of us, they ask, Mumbabium, we were very popular. And afterwards, the, the uh, man called me again. 
and said, hey, you have done well, oh, what these elderly people didn't do. Hey! Now people know our school because of you. The people, because of you and people who know your family. I said, because of you, people who know your, some of you, your sad name is not in the dictionary of Ghana, but because of you, people who know your name. <laughs> he saw one of the programs with Starry Night. Yeah, you put it this year. Because what else I was coming, people were telling me that I somebody me It's like people are coming for our program and they themselves they can be there. When they see the way people are coming to church and they see Rasta men, they see wild guys in the hood who they know are popular criminals who now are coming to church. Then they themselves they are surprised. Then they are confused. They are like, hey, these people. <laughs> Amen. Say spirit of positivity. Say what if it works? So I went there not thinking about the devil there. Because what is in me is greater than the devil there. What is in, and as I was coming, the first day I climbed to this mountain to come and check this place. They said some space. When I descended, it was middle, it was late night too. Late night. There was no light and nothing. So I wonder how people saw me. Because I just sneaked up here and I was just checking whether this place is big enough. And the, whole, the way the place looks, you will not even know it's, it's, it's even good for church because it looks very small. Uh, when I stepped down and I was going, the following morning, anybody who sees me in the market who knew me, maybe from somewhere, they'll call me. One more question, don't go there. We've heard that you've gone to the top there. You were, you were, somebody said he saw you there. I'm like, hey, gossipology. Concertology, hey! And I was surprised because how I came here late night. Who saw me? But some way, somebody, the Everybody who heard I was coming here. So we, in fact, if in fact, after we still entered here, uh, recently when we had a problem with the Aduma and those, the assembly men, they were all asking me, "How did you get this place?" In fact, when we saw you there, we were all surprised because this place, you can't come here. Oh. Hey, there's a tiger here. Everybody's afraid of the tiger in the area here. Nobody can face that tiger in this community. And everybody, in fact, the man who I, I, I buy instruments for, he called me, he said, How hard do you? Everybody was warning me. Everybody. Everybody warning me. Everybody. Everybody. In fact, some people who got to know my biological mother was passing by, saw this place, and later on, when she realized it was, it was mine, she said, someone was talking, and was telling the person, oh, that's my son. And the person said, hey, there no be like there. Hey, where your son has gone to? <laughs> Lion's den, Ankasa. <laughs> and they said the church will collapse. It will not do well. But when we came here, the church has doubled more than when we were there. Oh, amen. Oh, amen. Because he that is with us, he that is with us. When we in the class, we were not as many as this. He that is with us. And it, it's not that what they were saying was a lie. It was not a lie. It was true. It was true. But I had to take the battle in the spirit. I had to take the battle. I had to fight in the spirit. There was a time that I had to have contest with that tigress in the spirit. And I crippled the tigress. And when I crippled her, she started running, pulling down. Her. And that was when the chest started growing in this place. You think I'm joking here? Yeah. We're not joking here. <laughs> We're not joking here. So, 
Where you are going that they are saying that there is a devil there. All you need to do is to deal with the devil. Deal with the devil. Deal with the devil. <laughs> Deal with the devil. Because everybody, I kept asking me, the assemblyman asked In fact, when I went to the chief's palace, the chief himself told me that, hey, <laughs> like everybody thinks, because here yeah, it's not easy. And you are come to do church, sound, noise will come. So they were all wondering. I have one, one friend of mine here who is a brother also to the chief. He also asked me the same question. How? What God is going to do in your life? Eh? I said, what God is going to do in your life? People will keep asking you, how did it happen? How? How did it happen? How are you surviving here? How are you surviving? How is it that you have gone to school? We all didn't go to school. We all couldn't marry. We gave birth and we did pajama. No wedding. How did you do it? Say, what if it works? <laughs> Say, what if it works? Say, what if it works? Clap your two ones for Jesus. So by the time they were complaining, David was asking a question. What will be the reward? First Samuel chapter 17, verse 26. Whilst others were running from Goliath, and they were saying, we can't fight. David had bypassed the issue of we can't fight. He was thinking about the salary. He was thinking about the salary. You see, it's like you going for the interview, and whilst people are asking, Charlie, do you know some questions they will ask? Some are like that. You have to know the vision of the company. You have to know the mission. You have to know how they work, their objectives. And people are chewing. Do you know that that's what we do when you go for an interview? That's what people, people are checking. So those who have maybe magazines and, and, and then catalogs of the company, they are giving you, hey, hey these people, this is their motto. This, this, this is what they stand for. These are the key products they sell. Blah, 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 and people are busy. And when you come there and you see them, the question you ask them is not, the question they are going to ask in the room. You ask them that. So after I get the job, how much would they pay me? Do they have clothing allowance? Do they have a big... <laughs> and they are like, are you crazy? We are going to write exams. You are not thinking about the exams. You are thinking about the university you want to go. You have not first passed the exams. Do you know the reason? The reason is because you know that your success is a done deal. There's no negotiations about it. There's no negotiations about it. You people do not know. In fact, if they are employing 10 people, I don't pray for myself. I pray for the other nine. <laughs> we pray for the other nine. Because as for my place, you see, you see, that, you see that's why when you talk to your friends, they'll think that you are, you are too low. Person. And so if you are like Caleb, they say, you people, you are too low. When we went, did you see the people there? Ra, 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 ra. David came. David looked at the Everyone was running, including Saul. David said, how much would they pay me when I kill this, this small thing over there? And then his senior brother came and said, you see, you too low, boy. Stop on. Leave here. Leave here and go. And then the Bible says that he left his senior. He said, leave me alone. Then he went to another person and asked the question again. What did you say they will pay me if I kill this guy? I know the Uyano, not the problem. Because the problem is a done deal. I say your success over that problem is a done deal. Your success over that problem is a done deal. Your success over that problem is a done deal. Listen to me, as I'm prophesying, it is beginning to happen. For some of you, my words of prophecy today is correcting certain things in your life. Shout it to happen. Shout it to happen. Say there is no negotiations about my success it is a done deal the bible says that he knows the plans that he has for you it's not like he's now planning for you god is not now planning for you 
He knows you are supposed to be a manager, supposed to be uh, a carpenter, supposed to be a fashion designer. He knows you are supposed to be something great. He knows. So that devil in your family, he has lost the battle. Say he has lost the battle. Say he has lost the battle. And that was the secret. Call it the spirit of positivity. For as he thinks, so is he. Tonight, we will not pray much because tonight, my assignment here is to speak into your life. And that's what I'm doing. So those who are waiting for us to pray long, today we will not pray long. You know, there are days we pray long. Today, I'm prophesying to the lives of people. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Is your mind beginning to work well? Is your mind beginning to work well? Am I doing well? Is your mind working well? My duty is to move you. You see, you are prayed by you are your own devil. You are killing the prayers by how you think. Because by the time the person will come, you have already thought evil that the person will, will come and say this and that and that. That's why the person has no choice. He will come and confirm what you thought. Fear woman and live long. It's a woman who will kill you. Pay. Your philosophy in life is that Berma and Yesunye. Once that is your philosophy in life, about two pe 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 pe. Then about you better me any example here teach ye. Because your philosophy is here. Remember you now you are true for. Once God brings you a God sent. Who na na wakai? Franklina. Yeah, wezo obe breaking makuma obe breaking fe 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 fe. Because that's what you have taught. And as he thinks, so is he. Tell somebody be careful. The spirit of Caleb, again, is a spirit of warfare. The spirit of battle or prayer. The spirit of fighting. When the Bible says that Caleb had a different spirit, he meant Caleb had a spirit to fight. He was not ready to run. Some of us, when we meet a challenge, we run away. Like the way we've come to this place, and then they tell now I realize that tell things were going very, very wonderful, and I started remembering what people took told me before I started coming here that, hey, you where you are taking your church? No! I called my shepherd. I said, hey, we are fasting. We fasted, like, continuously. Every week we were fasting. And me, myself, locked myself, fasted, fasted, fasted. One of the midnight, the church reduced that to, like, middle, where you people are, within this year. And it became a problem for us. And we were working hard, but we were not seeing. Then we said, no, what people want me about can never happen. Let's pick it up in prayer. We started fasting. Me, myself. And since that time till now, I don't know what we call money eating. It's not part of my dictionary. Money eating. If I've eaten in Tema, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, that is my normal breakfast. I live a fasting life. So if you are looking as nice as I'm looking, you have to understand why. And shut up. You get your pot belly. It's for your destiny. Me, my destiny, we don't need pot belly to, to have my, my, my destiny. As far as my wife was aware before she married me, I'm okay. When I even look ugly and she, 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 she even talk, I say, you, you knew it. I told you I'm going to be very slim and ugly. Do you remember? I told you so. <laughs> Don't come and tell me to eat well. So it's part of the dealings. You should understand. <laughs> so my wife is aware. So when I look ugly, she still loves me that, that same way. So I don't need you to say that. I said, the pastor, I said, son, first time, of a shut up. Listen to me. We picked it up in prayer. Faster than prayed. Until that night when I had the encounter with that devil in this area. And I dealt with that devil. Block all her altars. Destroyed all her powers. Dealt with her school and she ran out of my presence. That morning when I came to church, I announced to the shepherds, the battle is over. Don't worry. And the church will start going. And since then, the church started going again. The members started coming again. Like, we got to a time, evening service, we don't get people like this. Say battle. 
the spirit of Caleb is the spirit of battle. The spirit that will take you to prominence. That will make you successful. That will make you be able to overcome. To become what God wants you to be. Is the spirit of what? Battle. You must do battle. Say battle. A lot of you, you are cowards. You run away. He who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. Fight the battle. Face it. Face it today. Face it once and for all. They say stop your father. Defeat it for your children. They said, stop your mother. Defeat it for your children. If you fail, your children will come and suffer the same thing. Whatever stopped your parents is what is fighting you. If you stop it, it cannot fight your children. May you fight for your children. May you stop that devil in your family. May you stop that devil in your family. They have told you that people don't give birth when they have weddings in this family. I want you to take the challenge. I want you to take the challenge to yourself. And tell yourself that I am going to marry legally and spiritually. And when I am done, I will give birth in the first nine months. Take it. Ah, where were you when I was telling you that I will impregnate my wife during honeymoon? Where, where were you? I told you before that I will impregnate my wife during honeymoon. Whether she likes it or not, I have decided with God. Whether she is fertile or not, I didn't know. We didn't go and run a check to see whether she has even whatever to give birth or what. But I told myself, mind of battle and positivity, that for me, I will impregnate my wife the first night of the honeymoon. All the men over here, I prophesy, you will impregnate your wife on the night of your honeymoon. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. Some of you think I'm joking. I'm not joking. Because in my house, in my house, we cannot marry legally. In my house, people impregnate you, you do adoring. You two, you go and impregnate other person, you do adoring. That is the wedding in my house. The wedding in my house is adoring. So for you to marry, it means that you become a target for the enemies. You are broken first thing. The second thing is that they will stop you from marrying. That's the order there. And some of you, you have the same situations in your families. And that is why I took that step. I said, me, I will impregnate. I will, I will embarrass my enemies. I will embarrass my enemies too. You watch, watch. My, my wife will give birth in September. Calculate exactly nine months. You take pen and paper, I've told you. And calculate. You will say that it's exactly... In fact, when I went to see the doctor, the first day we went to see the doctor, when the doctor saw and checked the date with my... He said, ah, this one there is honeymoon baby. I said, yes, you are right. Do I have people who will never be barren in the house? You will have your own children. You will have your own children. You will never see a doctor because of children. You will never see a pastor to pray for you to have children. By the time you are ready, receive your twins. Receive your boys. Receive your girls. Receive double for your trouble. Son, amen. I will not have any cause to call you to give you fasting and prayer for you to have children. Because the day I officiate your wedding, that night, your wife will be pregnant. That night, your husband will impregnate you. And we will semify the devil. We will disgrace the devil. That we are fruitful and we are fertile. Shout your loudest amen. You don't take it and stand there like you are sanctimoniously pious. 
if you come to me to tell me that, eh, Pastor, we have been married for six months, but there has not been any issue, I will knock you before. Because when I was distributing the children, you were behaving like you don't like it. When I was distributing the children, you were behaving like you don't like it. Receive yours! Receive yours! Receive yours! To work for you. Clap your hands for the Lord. Spirit of battle. Spirit of battle. Spirit of battle. People couldn't believe it. They thought uh, it would take some months before your wife will get pregnant. I said, you don't know. You don't know the anointing that flows through me. You don't know. Amen. And it will happen for you. Whatever God did for me, He will do it for everybody here. Do you believe that? The spirit of Caleb is the spirit of warfare. Fight. How many of you are ready to fight for your destiny? Listen, don't give up. If you give up, you're a coward. You know what I mean? We're a coward. Some of you, you never had a parent to come and pick you from school. But I prophesy that you, you will use Lancusa to pick your children from school. Receive it in the name of Jesus. During PTA meetings, you didn't have any parent who come. Always they used to punish you for PTA. But I am prophesying that you are overcoming the spirit of poverty and the spirit of irresponsibility. You will visit your children in school. Receive it. You know what I'm saying, eh? In the next 10 years when some of you are now married with children, you will see that your life is opposite what your children had. You will see that you, you are driving to go and drop your children. I told myself that God, when I see pregnant women who are struggling without a car, and they have to fight trotro and other things. God, by the time I'll marry, I want you to give me a car, because I don't want my wife to be pregnant and struggling for a car. That's what I told God. And I took it up in prayer. And I believed it positive mind. When I was preparing to marry, I came back from crusade in August. When I, I, I landed in September, I was supposed to marry in December. That prophecy has still not happened. And I was still believing God. In fact, where I was staying, I went to Mark the place I'll park my car. I went to the ground and I said, this is where I'll park my car. I marked it. I marked it. And I kept believing God. Anytime I'm come, I, I return from, from church and I, and I get home, when I get there, I said, this is where I'll say I park my car. Then I'll go, when I get there, I said, this is the place I'll park my car. And it was almost getting to one year after I made that declaration during 31st, that this is where I'll park my car. And I kept a sticker for the car in my, in my, in my room. I said, this one is for my car. <laughs> I guess when I came there was no sign of any car I didn't have the money to even come to this place how do I get the money for car it was not part but I had told God something that my wife must not be pregnant without me driving when I stepped into I guess and came back from the crusade back first week of September I was just speaking to someone I never knew the car was going to come from there just speaking to someone, and the person was just asking me questions, and I just told them, oh, I stay here, and blah, 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 and okay, yeah, so, uh, just like that, the person said, ah, eh, Pastor Prince, I have a certain car in my house. A lot of people have asked for the car, but I didn't give to them. He even mentioned some of the people I know who had fought for the car, but he didn't give to them. But I feel like giving it to you. Oh, they will feel like employing you. 
they'll feel like marrying you they'll feel like following you they'll feel like giving you their contract they'll feel like giving you their job they'll feel like giving you their money they'll feel like they'll feel like they'll feel like receiving and that was it he said come and carry the car I called the car I said call they start to come and take a certain car and I said hey is it true <laughs> then we said let's go and see what, whatever happened then we took a car where did we go Hacho. Then they, uh, this is the car. We took the car. We went to the mechanic. It has been parked for a long time. So we went to the mechanic to the house. Picked the car. The mechanic. When we were coming, Echo was like, hey, it's like a dream. Oh. Hey, it's like a dream. He can't repeat it. It's like a dream. It's like a dream. It's like a dream. But I remember that I said, by the time I will marry, that was what helped us going up and down marriage whatever counseling blah 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 going up and down uh, buying things and even on the day of the way that's what we, and since then all our maternity whatever we go with our own car I don't see my wife struggling strug- no, no 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 clap your hands for the Lord so when the car came I remember that in my former house I had marked where I'll park my car so I decided to go there even though I've left there but I still went to the house to go and fulfill the prophecy so I drove from where I, I stayed, went to uh, behind uh, St. Anthony, that place. And I went there and I just entered and parked the car where I said I'll park the car. But the prophecy must be fulfilled. So I went to park the car there and just went to greet one other pastor over there. But the main reason why I came is to fulfill my prophecy. <laughs> yes. And I put that sticker, I put down. Hold on, I just put it behind the car. Pack. Listen, if you believe it, you will receive it. If you believe it, you will receive it. The spirit of Caleb is prayer and warfare. Tonight, you are going to pray one prayer. And you are going to talk to the Lord. The Lord, whatever your promise. God told Caleb, you, you enter into the promised land. And Caleb at 85 said, I'm ready to fight. Joshua 14 verse 10. Be quick. That's what we are going to pray with. As you see, the Lord has kept me alive 45 years as he promised. Since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was journeying in the wilderness. Here I am today, 85 years old. Next. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. And my strength for battle and for daily work is not reduced as it was then. Next. Now give me this hill country the Lord promised. Give me this you country the Lord promised me on that day. Because you heard, you Joshua, you were there. You heard then that the Anakim are there and as well as the last 45 cities. Perhaps the Lord will give me this place and I will drive them out of the Lord's promise. I will drive He said, give me this place. Give me the permission. You are now our president. If you don't give me the permission, I can't take it. But I'm still strong. I can go and fight and take it. If you give me the chance, I'll go and fight and take it. Next. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephne, and gave him Hebron as an inheritance. I pray that your promises will be fulfilled. I say your promises will be fulfilled. Next scripture. Therefore Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephne, the Kinezite, as an inheritance to this day, because he remained loyal to the Lord, the God of Israel. Clap your two hands together for Jesus. That's why I told you the spirit of, of Caleb, the spirit of faithfulness. So now listen. 
The Bible says that Joshua blessed him. He went, he fought, and he possessed the place. And Hebron has become his property. What if he said, okay, it's been 45 years for Philip, so let it go. Let it go now. Let me change and do something else. I'm, I'm now old man. Let me change. Some of you, you change your destiny because of challenges. You write the exams. You want to be a doctor. That's what God has ministered to your heart. Then you failed. When you failed, no, you go and become uh, an uh, what a, uh, optician. You change and go and become a business student. See, failure. You have, you have changed your, a lot of you, you have changed your destiny just because you faced a challenge. But Caleb said, no. I'll fight it. I'll write again. I'll write again. I'll go back again. I'll try it again. I'll give it a shot. If you, you, your, 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 your first relationship broke or your previous relationship broke, it does not mean that you don't try again. As spiritual as Bishop was, he said he had to, to, to date three women. First one, sport. Second one, sport. it was the third one that he was successful to marry. So if you have tried the relationship and it didn't work, it doesn't mean you should close your, your chapter. I'll marry again. The woman I married is not my, my first person that I, I dated. No, no. But you see, you must give it a try. The Bible even said about Adam, that when Adam gave birth to, to Cain and Abel, he relaxed, no more son. He was just there, minding his own business. Then Cain killed Abel, and Cain became a vagabond, ran away. Then the next, the Bible says that, and Adam knew his wife again. That means that Adam tried again. And that was what produced Seth, Methuselah, Noah, and you and I, we are here. If Adam gave up and didn't try again, we wouldn't have been here. Adam had to do it again. Tell somebody, try it again. Go and give us another try. I went to search for the job I didn't get. Go and try again. Go and try again. The spirit of warfare. Say warfare. Say warfare. The Bible says Jacob had to fight after Jacob was blessed. How did Jacob receive his blessing? How did he possess it? The Bible says he met an angel and he fought. He fought. He fought. He fought. Until the angel now said, now you will see what your father declared over your life. That was what changed his life. What if he refused to fight? From today, may you fight with your destiny. May you leave the devil alone and fight with your destiny. May you challenge. May you challenge yourself. May you push yourself to search for another one. To try another one. To believe God for another one. You will not end a small person. You will not end a failed person. You will not end a non-entity. You will end as a successful person. Lift up your hands and begin to talk to the Lord. Beloved, Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Prince Laie. If you have been blessed by this message but have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko. For more information, please call 054-324-8982 or 
God richly bless you.